When we come back, we're going to bring in AMP News contributor Zach Payne to talk about this pneumonia abroad and much more. It is Making Sense of the Madness back after this. If there is one thing that we can probably agree on, it's that electricity bills are rising at historic rates and there doesn't seem to be any end in sight. You talk to enough people and you're going to soon realize that pretty much everyone is shocked at the size of their power bills. And that's why tens of thousands of people are choosing to use this amazing little device. It's a small but sophisticated gadget that stabilizes the electrical currents in your home, reduces dirty electricity, and helps to protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help dramatically lower energy consumption and ultimately help to reduce your power bills month after month. Simply place your order right now and get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to don'twastepower.com. Once again, that's don'twastepower.com. You can find tons of testimonials from people like you that are already saving money. Click the link in the description below and order now at don'twastepower.com. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. And we are back with AMP News contributor Zach Payne after that really involved discussion with the doctor and the senator. So we might as well keep up with the theme. There seemed to be a push in this country just a few months ago to try to instill fear in people once again and say, hey, the virus might be back. And even in my community right now, we're seeing parks uh, getting shut down with new health warnings. They've tried to expand it beyond the COVID-1984 nightmare. And now for the past week, there's been a spattering of reports out in China of a new mystery illness and pneumonia. And, you know, there's video out there of people freaking out in hospitals and people freaking out in airports. It's tough to know what's real, especially in a society where you literally have hundreds of people in those videos masked up. We'll get to that in a moment. Zach, what are your thoughts on this pneumonia? And what are your thoughts on this narrative now creeping into the West a bit? I'm not worried about it at all. Uh, I think that ever since the collapse of the pandemic, these uh, controllers have been trying to find another way to instill fear, just as you said, get people freaked out, perhaps find another reason to inject millions of uh, unverifiable mail-in and absentee ballots because we do have another election coming up and it's a presidential election. So, of course, they're going to try to do whatever they can to ensure their candidate makes it past the finish line. It's going to be very tough this time around. But when it comes to these uh, various uh, sicknesses that seem to keep popping up, you know, after we got rid of and everybody didn't care anymore about uh, COVID-19. Uh, well, then they tried to do it with monkeypox. But of course, as long as you stay away from uh, rest areas and bus stops and train stations and you're not picking up uh, 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 prostitutes and you're probably going to be OK. Uh, and for the vast majority of people, it's nothing that you have to worry about. Uh, so now they're getting back into some sort of uh, lung infection, specifically with what's going on in China. It's called mycoplasma pneumonia. Now, it is an atypical bacterium, but it's not uncommon. And it's very easily treatable with common antibiotics like amoxicillin. So I've heard that there were some, you know, interesting videos that were coming out 
But anytime I, I see something like that, I'm immediately reminded of those initial videos that came out of China showing people dropping to the ground, seizing up, uh, you know, foaming at the mouth. It, it was clearly a, a production that was designed to instill as much fear in our hearts in the West as they possibly could so that when the time came, they could tell us that if we didn't stand six feet apart and wear a mask 24 hours a day and stay locked up and vote on a mail-in ballot, then we were going to be killing our grandparents or perhaps our neighbor's grandparents. So, yeah, I'm not worried about it at all. And I anticipate that it's probably not the last attempt before we get to November next year. Well, clearly, in retrospect, when you look at those videos, it was a type of whisper campaign where you really couldn't verify where the videos had originated from, but they were being lumped in with a bunch of other videos. One, for instance, claimed to be security footage of a uh, individual in a military uniform just sitting there freaking out and dying, trying to give validity to the other videos and anything like that that gets algorithmically promoted, you really have to take a step back and be like, well, what is this? And now we're seeing this again in China. But again, I would remind people it's 1.2 billion people. Obviously, they have been greatly influenced over the years by their system of governance and their culture in society to the point where mask wet wearing is just kind of like a regular thing, especially when they're told the bad invisible things are going to get them. So let's talk about the bad invisible things and masks. We now have UK officials begrudgingly, I'll say that, coming out and saying, you know what? It doesn't look like face masks did anything whatsoever to mitigate the virus. And actually, they may have been detrimental and had the opposite effect. Uh, and of course, here's the spin of uh, spreading the, the virus through a false sense of security. So even on the spin of it, Zach, it's like you should have never left your house even if you had a mask on, you're a bad person, you're spreading the virus, but in the same breath, admitting masks don't do anything. Well, yeah, here's the thing is that they have to tell us the truth. You know, I mean, it, it's like they need our tacit approval. And so they'll sneak something like that in there and then layer it with a, an, another compounded type of fear. So then they're hoping that all you're going to hear is the fact that, well, it's still communicable and we were actually just making things worse. You're not going to pay attention to the fact that it told you right on the package of masks that this was going to do nothing to save you or to stop the communicable nature of whatever it was that was going around. You know, it, it's funny to me when I hear official sources and government agencies coming out and admitting this, because this was like one of the first things that people started questioning when the whole thing popped off. I mean, you just take a look at the package. It tells you exactly what's going to happen. This is not going to stop you from passing some sort of airborne virus. It's going to just pass out through. It's uh, much, much smaller than the fibers on the mask, uh, not to mention you don't have a seal on the side of your face. So it's totally ridiculous. But people like to just feel like they're safe in some fashion. You know, I mean, it's like it was like wearing a seatbelt 24 hours a day, even though you're not driving the car, uh, except the seatbelt doesn't even actually connect and you've just got it wrapped around your body. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I think it's hilarious that they're finally saying something. And maybe reporting from other nations is starting to seep into the UK and they were forced to admit it.
I when I think about the mask thing, first of all, I absolutely hated, hated, hated wearing masks for a number of reasons. Number one, couldn't understand what other people were saying all the time. And then they would get angry at me when I'd be like, can, can you take the mask down so I could just like under, oh, I'm being a bad guy. Then look, I don't want my hot breath all over my big face and my big schnoz. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. No, thank you. So I feel bad. I can't communicate with people. I'm already at a distance everywhere. I'm not a surgeon. So there's no reason for me to be wearing this thing because, you know, there is a reason that people wear them in hospitals. They don't want to spit in your open wounds, everybody, just to, just to let everybody know. You know, I'm, I, I talk. I sometimes spit on people, especially after a couple of drinks, Zach. I feel bad about it. It happens. That's what a mask is for. As you said, there was absolutely no way these things. I mean, even the musker nuts when he would go out. People were, including myself, were going out bandit style like we were about to rob a train. Now, think about that. Like, <laughs> the entire bottom half is completely and totally open. You look like you're in some kind of a Western from the 40s. And, yep, nope, we're stopping COVID. It's absolutely insane and absurd. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more insane, more absurd, this time Vatican Pope style. You're not going to want to miss it. We're with Zach Payne, Amp News contributor. We'll be back after this with more Making Sense of the Matter. Sean Morgan here with an Amp Consumer Report. You know, big corporations are buying up local electronics repair stores and shutting them down. But I'm here with one Patriot business owner, Susan, who's an electronics repair business who has survived and thrived in Phoenix, Arizona. Can you tell me about what devices you repair? How does it work for them to send it to you in the mail from Phoenix? And you also do data recovery and OS. Is that right? Well, as far as mailing in, uh, they can just simply, uh, they're perfect, good packaging for iPhones or any kind of mobile devices and iPads and laptops that are very easily shippable. I think desktops will be more of a problematic. Um, I rarely repair desktops. Most people have laptops. When they come in, I immediately diagnose, order the part. Um, If there are iPhones, we have all the parts in stock, so it'll be fixed and shipped the same day. And finally, the OS support. What's that all about? The OS support means, uh, my experience has been most of the time when people are uh, having slowness in their devices or it freezing or the video goes out. Uh, Often I find out to be uh, having multiple malware installed on their laptop. I remove the malware and... OS comes automatically with its own malware and problem solved. And also, I do have some level of um, tune-up to do to the software to speed it up. So it sounds like if someone has a problem with their electronics device, you probably have a solution. So if you want to talk to Susan about your broken device or data recovery issue, you can call her or email her with the information on the screen or below the video.
And we are back with Zach Payne. And Zach, it's been pretty clear since the inception of Pope Francis. He ain't your daddy's Pope. He's the new hot Pope on a motorcycle. He's the he's the new school cool guy that's bringing the Vatican into the next millennia. And now you have him firing a cardinal who dared to speak out against his uh, stance on the LGBTQA community saying, hey, maybe uh, maybe we should pull it back. Now, look, I'm a largely agnostic guy, Zach. I'm not telling people how to worship or who to worship, but I know the basics. And the basics in Catholicism would allow a cardinal or a man of that religion to speak out against such behavior. And really, not only shouldn't he face recourse in a traditional setting, he might actually get promoted, but not in the upside down, not in the post-truth world, not in the Pope Francis Vatican, correct? No, you're absolutely right. Pope Francis is, is uh, by my estimation, the black pope. He, he's here to completely change the Catholic Church and uh, bring it together with a lot of modern uh, ideologies. And, you know, it, I, I'm, 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 I was raised Catholic, okay? And I, I'm a Christian now, but it's none of my business, really, what people do behind the scenes. But, I mean, this is pretty standard when it comes to, you know, Catholic and Christian dogma. I mean, you know, it's just a, a basic part of it. The reason that we were created uh, at the end of the day was so that we can propagate the species. And if people want to propagate the species and they want to get married, that's great. Um, but I just don't think that the conversation uh, about I don't know, propagandizing to children and, and, and drag time story hours and all of these uh, alphabet mafia subjects that they're really trying to push on people. I don't think that it has a place in the church, really, you know, unless it's a church that's specifically built around it. But I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm not telling anybody how to act. I believe that a bishop such as uh, this man should have the uh, the right to go ahead and discuss what the tenets of his faith are. And uh, if he's speaking specifically about what's actually written in the Bible, you really can't get past it. It's it's in black and white. But there is a war on conservatism. There is a war on traditional values. And the idea that men and women are meant to be together is a traditional idea that they are trying to do away with. They're in the process of feminizing men and masculinating women. And uh, by doing so, uh, I think they're putting a, a real pressure point on the population and, and our ability to procreate. You know, if you're a man without testicles or a man who has taken hormones or, or gotten other surgeries to turn yourself into something that looks like a woman, you're not a woman. Uh, you may identify as a woman, but you can't have children. You don't have a womb. You, you can't bear fruit. Uh, you are just a guy in drag who maybe got some good plastic surgery. Uh, and the same goes for women on the other side of that coin. You can identify as whatever you want, but you're not going to take a leak on my head and tell me that it's raining. You know, let's just be honest about what's actually happening here. And I feel that Pope Francis is part of this larger liberal ideological push 
uh, to bring children into a world where these kinds of things are just totally normal. And by doing so, it, it affects a, a massive change on society and on the population. Uh, and again, you know, we have to be able to match up with the correct gender so that we can have children and so that we can propagate our species. And if we can't figure out the basics of that, then the human race is sunk. And maybe that's what Pope Francis wants. Moving on to more politically incorrect behavior. We got this young man over at the Kansas City Chiefs game dressed up like a Kansas City Chief. <laughs> um, obviously, we don't have the picture right here, but he was accused of being in blackface, which is utterly ridiculous for having half of his face painted red and the other half paint, painted pitch black wearing a headdress. And I don't know about you, Zach, but I come uh, from the 90s Atlanta Braves dynasty. I'm sure you remember everybody doing the chap. I mean, <laughs> tens of thousands of people doing the ho-ho-ho's. No one seemed to have an issue with it then. And quite frankly, the reason that these sports teams took on names like the Braves and the Chiefs, and I understand people got upset about the Washington Redskins. No matter where you sit on that issue, it, it bared the fruit of one of the best South Park episodes of all time. So at least we got that. But when you look at the – again, the Chiefs, it, it's warriors, it's power. And by the way, there are teams called warriors and have power in them, just, just so everybody understands that. You actually had you know, one of these uh, – I, I hate using the term woke – but woke journalists going after the kid and saying he was a bigot and racist, not because he was portraying a Native American, but because he was in, quote unquote, blackface, Zach, which he clearly, as we can see right there, was not. What do you think? Well, the great irony of this story is that the so-called journalist that attacked an eight-year-old boy uh, in a national publication and on his personal blog and on his Twitter, um, he's he's completely disingenuous, all right? And his name is Karen Phillips, okay? His name is Karen. He's out there complaining about the pain on this child's face, and he didn't even bother to fact-check himself. He just saw one picture from one side and he's a sports journalist. Like, I don't watch sports ball, but I know about sports ball. And I know that quite often fans of teams will paint their faces with the colors of that team. Now, obviously, that color is in the color scheme for this team. So it should have been pretty obvious to somebody who does this professionally, let alone a journalist of any color or stripe that this was perhaps something that they would have expected to see. But here's the thing. It's not about honesty. It's not about integrity. It's not about getting the story right. It's about the rage baiting. It's about the opportunity to go out there and virtue signal on Twitter. It's about the opportunity to uh, draw attention to this problem that is not really a problem in the way that it's being identified. And I feel like it does a real disservice to any of the teams or any of the brands that used either the Braves or, you know, you think about like Aunt Jemima and uh, the Land O'Lakes girl. 
you know, why is it that 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 uh, something that calls back to uh, ethnic groups, any type of ethnic group? Why is that bad? Because nobody's complaining about uh, the guy on the oatmeal box. You know, no, nobody's uh, complaining about any Caucasian people who are spokespeople for a brand. You know, even the Washington Redskins, the, the Native American tribes up there, they want the Washington Redskins to be the Washington Redskins. It's like they're just trying to erase the fact that there were any other people living here under the guise of somehow honoring them. It's a totally backwards world. And this guy, you know, at very least, he's deleted his tweets attacking this eight-year-old boy. Uh, and uh, as far as I know, he hasn't put out a public apology, but he needs to. I mean, this is just moronic. Well, maybe you don't know anybody that's advocated for the Quaker Oats man to be taken off that oatmeal, but I have, and being replaced <laughs> with Elizabeth Warren, Grandma Oatmeal. I think it would be a big seller and really put her in the public arena a little bit more. we got to take one more break. When we come back, I want to talk about the debate that nobody asked for, but Sean Hannity is going to give you. Newsom DeSantis coming up this Thursday. We'll get Zach's take after this word from our sponsor. And we are back with AMP News contributor Zach Payne. And Zach, it's coming up. I know you're going to be tuned in. I'm going to have bells on. I can't wait for Ron DeSantis, who has done horribly in this campaign and every debate stage I've seen so far, against the American psycho himself, Mr. California Gavin Newsom. And we'll have sellout Sean Hannity there to moderate. Now, what I really love about this is the fact that they didn't want an audience for the debate. True men of the people, Azak. Eh, the only reason that they wouldn't want uh, an audience there is is because they know that people are going to heckle them. You know, I mean, I don't know how many Californians really think that Gavin Newsom has done a good job, but I can tell you that everybody that I know that lives in Florida just wants uh, Ron DeSantis to go back to Tallahassee. Go do your job, Ron. This is what we elected you for. We didn't elect you to parade around in high-heeled boots and, uh, and, and masquerade as a presidential candidate. Uh, there's no reason for this debate to happen at all. I mean, I can understand the comparisons between Florida and California, especially when it comes to the uh, approach that both of these states ultimately took in regards to the pandemic. But at the end of the day, Ron DeSantis is not a legitimate candidate for president. 
And the only reason that they're going to put them on that stage is so that the DNC can make a case for Gavin Newsom to take over for Joe Biden and to become the Democratic nominee. Uh, but I think that probably the, the, the best part about this debate uh, will be if President Trump decides to live tweet it or live truth it uh, and give his commentary during. I might just stream it just so that I can sit there and make fun of him. Who knows? We'll see. Honestly, what he should do is he should get a microphone, bring in Carrie Lake, and they should play-by-play it as it goes down. Uh, I think that would put him up another 20 points, if that's even possible, in every single poll. Are you listening, Don Jr.? Eric, are you hearing me? Get a hold of Pops. Get a hold of Carrie. Make it happen, Cap'n, because even on their alternative streams, that would go super mega viral on every other platform other than Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Sorry, guys. Twitter is not the bastion of freedom you think it is. Go go do a little search for Donnie T. See what you find. You don't find much. We only got a few minutes left, but you just... Really hit the nail on the head when you were talking about Newsom. Newsom seems to be the front runner as the replacement for Joe Biden somewhere along this journey to 2024. Uh, we got about five weeks, I believe, until Iowa and the Republican primary. When do you think they make the switch? When do they slip Newsom in? Or do they make Joey B ride the wave all the way to a corrupt election and then slip him in after the fact? I sure hope they keep Joe Biden as the nominee. I think that it's going to be the the best possible positioning for Donald Trump, uh, especially if we're going to have third party candidates in there like uh, RFK Jr. or um, the woman who's running for the Green Party. I'm sorry, her name escapes me right now. Uh, but if they put Gavin Newsom in there, then I think it's going to be after this debate so that they can see how he polls and uh, what sort of performance he's at, what, he, what sort of performance he's able to put on. Because if he gets out there and he completely crashes and burns or the country, at least the Democrats, don't respond to him or, or don't start begging for him to be the candidate, uh, then uh, I, I don't know that they're going to have the the cojones to go ahead and do it. You know, I think that a, a lot of us believe that Joe Biden isn't in full control of his faculties. But have you ever tried to tell an elderly person with dementia what to do or, you know, where to go, how to act? I mean, they get pretty stubborn uh, in those late stages of, of that disease. It's progressive. And so there is a real possibility that Joe Biden might refuse to step aside. Uh, he might just be so dramatically offended by the uh, by the thought of it. Uh, and he might just go ahead and stick around. I mean, who knows? I, I'm, I'm not real happy about Joe Biden being in there at the end of the day. But I think that he is the best, best possible opponent for Donald Trump come 2024. Well, let me just say this. If he refuses to, I think they can get him on Air Force One with an ice cream cone and a 12-year-old girl with nice smelling hair, put him out on an island somewhere and just say it's vacation time. I don't know, Zach. Maybe I'm being a little too funny. Zach Payne, thank you so much. We will see you next week, and we'll see you guys joining us over at ampnews.us Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, where the truth lives. And folks, remember, it's not about left or right. It is always about right and wrong. I love you guys. I'll see you on the